Hello, you're listening to Got Clutter, Get Organized, a podcast that focuses on helping you create space to attract more money, love, and happiness in your life. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor. I want to say hello if you're a regular listener and welcome if you're listening for the very first time. I hope you're having a great week. If you enjoy listening to this episode, please leave a review so I can continue bringing you episodes each and every week. And here is some feedback that I received. And it says, your energy is contagious and I love how much fun you have. Janet M. Taylor, it's not okay being late. So shift in mindset makes a ton of sense. No dominoes here. And this is from Peter. And this is from the episode that I did with Ola Jackson on Stop Rushing. So thank you so much, Peter, for your feedback. So in this episode, I am joined by interior designer Melvin, and she is going to talk about how we can create functional, stunning living spaces. I will also be sharing my product, app, repurpose, and book suggestion for this week. And my question for you this week is, what room in your home do you want to be functional, but yet stunning? And of course, I will be sharing details about my upcoming time management workshop. So did you know that the smallest home size, home size, is about 400 square feet? There are apartment sizes who are a lot smaller than that. The largest known so far is 400,000 square feet, but the average home size is about 2,000 square feet. And I'm excited to share my conversation with Mel Bean, is an interior designer and founder of Mel Bean Interiors, which she founded in 2018 after discovering her love of design at a young age. With 20 plus years of experience, Mel is known for her keen eye for color and form, emphasis on lighting and thoughtful choices throughout every project. Previous to founding her namesake firm, Mel co-founded Austin Bean Design Studio, where she worked for seven years alongside her friend and colleague, Billy Austin Bird. Led by Mel, Mel Bean Interiors projects range from large-scale custom homes and renovations to full home furnishing projects with little to no construction. Each project reflects Mel Bean's interior brand of meaningful and personal spaces, mixing luxury elements with fun, bold, and sophisticated design details. So sit back and listen to my conversation with Mel Bean. Well, listeners, it is March, springtime. I know you're thinking about all that stuff going on in your house, which is why I put an expert, Mel Bean. She's an interior designer, and she's going to teach us how to not only have a functional space, but also a stunning place as well. So Mel, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So before we get into all the questions, what made you decide to become an interior designer? Well, I actually started college in psych pre-med, so I started a very different direction. (laughs) I think that's kind of common along with a lot of interior designers, but also creatives in general. Um, After my second year of college, I realized that I wasn't loving what I was doing. I needed a creative outlet, and I think I remember going through the course books of like, what are the options even? Um, And I saw interior design, and I thought, oh, 
think that's it. And so I started my first classes and I knew like, okay, this feels right. This is where I'm supposed to be. But in order to really make certain that I didn't go too far down the wrong path again, I decided I'm going to do an internship. I'm going to try to get my foot in the door somewhere, get as much experience as I can. And I called every architecture firm and interior design firm in the city of Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> I said phone book, so that dates me a little bit, right? But <laughs> But I was able to, ultimately, one firm gave me an opportunity, and I started with taking out the trash, watering the plants, anything that I could do. But meanwhile, I was also absorbing everything I could. And so I could see interior design was not what HGTV had back then. You know, it wasn't instant makeovers. It was a lot more to it than that, but I loved it. And so that's why I, I started doing it then, that creative outlet. And now, I think part of it is still just this... Um, this innate need that I have to create. Um, you combine that now with the experience of 20 years of helping people. And I really do feel that I am helping my clients and their families um, and maybe shaping the kids that grow up in these homes. Um, that is my, I think I feel most myself when I'm in the zone, really being creative and problem solving. Um, I think that's where I feel most Mel. <laughs> Mm, oh, smell. I like that. I like that. <laughs> so, Mel, and what you do in regards to creating stunning spaces, why is it sometimes people, they kind of compartmentalize getting organized and having everything within reach, but then they see, you know, the beautiful designs and they figure, well, you can't have both, but you really can, can't you? Absolutely. I do think so many people imagine that they have to completely compromise one to achieve the other. And that's not true at all. As you know, you know, we can create very functional, organized, efficient spaces that are jaw-dropping, beautiful, and feel, depending on the aesthetic, it can feel gallery-like and have lots of concealed storage, or um, there's so many different ways to achieve it, but absolutely do not give up. You can achieve both. (laughs) So what are some things that maybe people shouldn't do when they're trying to create that, you know, stunning, but also organized space? Great question. I think the first thing is really have to be honest with yourself about what is the reality of your lifestyle, not my aspirational goals of what I want it to be. Um, You're setting yourself up for failure if you go that way. And I myself, I have twin boys who will turn 14 next week. And so, yeah. And so there are certain things that I will not do in my home because I know it's, it's got to stand up to 14-year-old boys, yet I've designed a home that I don't feel that I've compromised. I love everything in it. It makes me happy every day. It, it affects the way that we live day to day. The way that they do their homework is somewhat crafted by the design of our home. Um, so I think that that's the number one mistake is people seeing something that they've, they've fallen in love with on Pinterest or elsewhere and thinking... I want to live that life. I want that to be my lifestyle. And it's just not realistic for, it shouldn't be. We're not all the same. And I like you bringing up that. I mean, first of all, you don't look like you have 14 year old. Uh, <laughs> Thank uh, you. Children. You don't. I mean, when you said that, I was like, what? So, but my, um, but you know, it's interesting because of what you said, like you have teenagers, but then there's people who have toddlers, but then there's mm-hmm. people who are like, okay, we're getting ready to be empty nesters. So mm-hmm. really it's like looking at your life and really just kind of creating a functional space, but definitely a space that you love and you just feel it's stunning. And you're hitting upon an important aspect, which is thinking about those different stages. 
um, you want something that's flexible enough to adapt from toddler to teen to empty nest. Um, you know, some people, your home may be a temporary thing that you're not going to stay in during that whole span. Um, but even still, I think that de designing with some amount of flexibility in mind, um, it's also just for me, it feels great to rearrange things sometimes and just change them up, even if there's not yet a functional reason to do so. It makes me feel like, oh, it's new again. I love it more now. <laughs> and I like what you're saying. I mean, really, we could just kind of change it up. So, okay, the kids are to two toddlers now, fine, but now they're teenagers. Okay, add a little bit more things because they're going to be more kids in the house hanging out. And then, oh, they're off to college. Wait a minute, we've got a couple more years. It's just going to be you and I. <laughs> so, I like that. I like that way of thinking. But something else I wanted. So, as it's spring, is coming. Are there certain things that maybe people should be thinking about? Because, you know, mm -hmm. you know, with everything going on in the world, you want to bring some of the outside in and just be able to create a space that's really yours. So are there some things that maybe we should be thinking about? Absolutely. I think everyone has this urge after being inside during the winter, the whole spring cleaning concept or spring, I think that's really about, we want to feel fresh again. We want to get that breath of fresh air and feel um, decluttering is one of the best ways to do that is like baseline starting point. And you know, you can speak to this, um, just start editing, um, move things out that I like to actually pull things completely out of the room and only move back in what I think really functionally needs to be there or is beautiful. If you just try to take individual things away, it feels overwhelming. It, it's really easy to think, uh, I'll just leave that. I'll just leave that. It's harder to, once you've removed it all, to justify moving it back in. Um, obviously, that's not practical for giant pieces of furniture, but I'm thinking in terms of things like my life. I have a library at home that's like my space. I always wanted a room full of books and I, my desk is in there and it's really pretty um, in terms of storage, but the shelves, they were staged beautifully. And then over time, they've evolved and gotten a little cluttered. So I like to take everything off of the shelves and start again, um, shopping from all the pieces that were in there and leaving things out that maybe don't have as much meaning to me anymore. Or also with the seasons, sometimes I will kind of shift the color schemes of what I choose in there. So for spring, um, I might choose to leave more pastel toned books and um, maybe remove some of the harsher colors if there's like red books and, and things that feel more like cozy wintry vibes. And so there's, that's the number one way is just start with decluttering. But then beyond that, I think about all the senses. I think about um, in the wintertime, you really want the soft, fuzzy blankets and pillows. And in the spring, you might want to shift to linen pillows. Um, these are things that are easy to swap out and sense. Candles, um, I swap from a woodsy, fiery, smoky candle in the winter months, the fall and winter and then I switched to, I have a couple of favorites, but of course the Capri volcano candle that everyone loves, that tends to be like a signal to me. <laughs> I, I like yeah. that. And it's like, oh, we're coming out of it. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but I like your idea of the edit because years ago, um, a relative gave me this beautiful, huge, comfortable chair that I had in the office. And then once I took it out, I realized I got a lot of space in here. And so you're right. Sometimes you got to take everything out and then slowly put things in. I like it. That's like a really great spring cleaning editing tip. So Mel, my last question is, of the projects that you've worked on, is there one 
where you've actually done something that, which probably all of them, but where it's been a functional piece, but also a stunning piece that you can share with the listeners? Yeah, you're right that we do that throughout all of our projects. Um, But if I'm thinking of specifics that come to mind, um, one is a project that we call Rockford Renovation. And uh, if you go to our website, that's what it'll be called. Um, And the master bathroom in there the home, we, I reworked the entire master suite layout. It had a very choppy bathroom design before. And so what you see when you see our website is this open, spacious, marble bathroom with a freestanding tub and symmetrical vanities and a walk-in shower and all these amazing components. And one wall has built-in cabinets that have mirrored fronts. Um, they're flush with the wall. And so they look beautiful. And when you open them up, there's very detailed storage inside of those custom cabinets. So it looks furniture piece in nature that has full height, full depth storage with drawers inside for certain things, boot storage. Um, And part of the reason that we did that was actually because her closet backs up against that. And the spacing meant that if we didn't capture the space from that, we would have kind of dead space in the closet and a lot of dead space in the master bathroom itself. So the puzzle is part of the excitement to me too, right? All the problem solving the puzzle aspect. So that is an example of hyperfunction with custom cabinetry. Um, now, there are also things that don't involve custom cabinetry. I mean, it's working with existing components that you have. You may have a um, an existing dresser that you love. And for my own home, I have an antique dresser in my entryway And it has now become, it's evolved over time. And now it's actually the place I keep lots of easy to grab things, um, candles even for my front porch where uh, we have mosquitoes in Oklahoma. So candles that deter the mosquitoes and, um, uh, you know, accessories that I like to pull in and out of there all the way down to like light bulbs. Um, So this one dresser has a ton of function. Oh, and a drawer is for like playing cards and entertaining. And I love the way you, well, first of all, I'm going to the website. I've been to the website, but I'm going to the website because I have to see the bathroom because I love freestanding tubs. But um, but I like the way you use that piece because I have a piece that was in my mother's bedroom that I just wasn't ready to part with, and I still mm-hmm. am not. So I took the dresser, put it in my dining room, and now it has like all of my, you know, my napkins, my candles, some of the things I use when I was entertaining. So, you know, and I love having that piece because it really matches nicely with my table so I love that you know something functional but yet still can be stunning so in that case it's meaningful as well yeah that's definitely definitely and I even put little glass knobs on it just to kind of give it that little bling (laughs) well Mel I thank you so much I have been enjoying this conversation so will you please let the listeners know how they can connect with you and see all of your beautiful designs and hire you specifically if they're in the Oklahoma area (laughs) <laughs> of course. Yeah, you can go to our website, uh, com. We also post most of our work on Instagram. So that's a, a great place to connect. And both you can reach out to our team either way. And we do work beyond Oklahoma as well. So don't hesitate to reach out. Well, Mel, thank you so much. And of course, listeners, you know, I will have a direct link to Mel's website on the show page. So Mel, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. It's been fun.
So what was your takeaway from my conversation with Mel Bean? I know I personally was inspired to really kind of do some little changes and also really begin to look and see how I've actually made my place functional. Now it's a little take it up a notch and make it stunning as well. So now let's move on to Taylor's tip time. Number one. You want to create a place for everything and everything in its place as we move towards some spring cleaning, some spring organizing projects. If you open it, you want to close it. If you buy something new, you want to donate something. I'm sure you've got some clothes in the closet, some things in the garage and the attic that you will never use again. Have a regularly scheduled day when you will take out trash and recycles. And that's for those of you who may live in apartment complexes where you really don't have a trash day or recycle day. And this is a great way to just keep things moving out of your space. And the last one is establishing quarterly and a seasonally purging session, specifically for your closet, but also for your home decor. You may have bought stuff. 5, 10, 15 years ago and it's sitting in the attic but you can donate and you'll probably never use it again. So think about donating that. So those are my Taylor's tip times in regards to spring cleaning and purging but also staying organized. Are you ready to live an organized life? Have you been working on getting organized and feel overwhelmed? Are you challenged by managing your time between work, home, and life? Do you want to organize your life? Let's talk so I can help you. I work with clients to guide them from start to finish by providing them with details needed to clear the clutter and get organized without feeling overwhelmed and stressed. So go to my contact page and schedule a free 15-minute session. Take the steps necessary to create the life you want and start doing something today. Click the link in the show page. Also, I've got a workshop this month, as all of you know, and it's called Mastering Your Time to Get Things Done, and it's going to be on Wednesday, March 20th, 2022, 7 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and that time is to allow for some interaction, for some strategies customized to meet your needs. That's why I wanted to limit the size, but also just give us a little bit more time to have a conversation. And of course, during that time, I'm going to talk about how to conquer some of those time wasters, understanding how not to overcommit, how to conquer procrastination, which is a time waster, and so much more. So just make sure you click the link in the show page, details, and a register. And again, space is limited to allow me to interact during the session. Well, of course, I want to thank you. Thank you for following me on social media, for your likes, your retweets, for your sharing. I so love getting those little notifications. Please continue following me, of course, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, as well as Pinterest. And I've got Pinterest boards on home organizing, bathroom, bedroom organizing, and so much more to help you through the spring cleaning. Please like and share. And of course, don't forget to follow me on YouTube as well. And, of course, if you are thinking of getting your life organized, you don't have to get overwhelmed. You can join my Facebook group, Living Life Totally Organized. It's a community of women supporting each other on their journey to live in life that is totally organized. It's free to join. 
And of course, we are in the midst of our challenges and I love it. I put a weekly challenge out. People post what area they want to organize within that challenge. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I'll come on and I'll give some strategies. I will look at their photos and their videos and give them strategies specifically for them to help them along their project. But also, I love the the camaraderie and the support and the encouragement when people will post a video or a photo and people are like, oh, you've done a great job and keep at it. You can do it. It is a wonderful community. So please check it out. And you know what time it is. I know you're probably getting your little dance together. Maybe, you know, are you pushing? I would love to know. Is somebody like really pushing aside a a coffee table and just doing a jig in the living room? I would love to know. But it's Tossa Tuesday time. And this Tossa Tuesday, take time to toss the clutter by the front door. It could be the pile of newspapers. It could be the shoes, which is not cluttered. But that could be just a a solution of getting a shoe rack. It could be just the stuff that accumulates when you come in the house. So think about that. My app suggestion for this week is HomeSada. And it is a digital home information tool that helps homeowners organize and maintain all facets of their home. And just keep everything within their fingertips. My Amazon shop suggestion this week is storage can be beautiful. I think sometimes when we think of storage, we think of those bins in different colors and clear, but storage can be beautiful. It can be a basket. It can be a a wicker basket, a wire basket in my throat. It can be all of those wonderful things. It could be a beautiful decorative box. It could be a beautiful decorative tin. It could be so many things. So check that out my repurpose check out because it is spring repurpose the garden maybe you have pieces in your home that maybe you're not ready to part with or you're figuring what can I use for because you want to really repurpose check out repurpose the garden and see how you can take those items and put them in your garden doors and make it beautiful and my book selection for this week is clean design wellness for your lifestyle And designer Robin Williams shares tips and tricks to detoxify and beautify your interior spaces and to help you create a more stylish as well as healthy home. So a lot of people are, you know, looking at all the different products they're using as well as some of the materials in their home. So this is a great book that'll help you with that. And my quote for this week is, there is no place like home. So we might as well make it a haven. We might as well make it functional and stunning and all of those things. So we can have a place that just brings us joy, but also allows us to relax. So I want to thank you for listening and be sure to share this podcast with your family, your friends, as well as on your social media network. And again, let me know you enjoy listening to this podcast by leaving a review. And be sure to visit my website at ChanetMTaylor.com. Until next time, I want you to have a clutter-free day. But most of all, have an organized week. Organization is a quintessential element of a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to your organizing dilemmas.
My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized.